My encounter began with my brother, a buddy and myself. It was a summer night. We wanted to go on a little night hike up this trail that I've been on maybe 30 times. My buddy decided to run up ahead of us a little ways to scare us, but after 45 minutes of hiking, we never ran into him. As we got closer to the end point, the I in the trail, which overlooked this clear cut, my brother and I started hearing a whistle. Not a tune, but a single soft whistle. Then it stopped, and then another. So I whistled softly back, and we did that several times. Then I was done playing around, and I yelled for my buddy to get out of the bushes and join us. But I never heard back except for another soft whistle. I still thought it was him. As we got to the AI, the whistles stopped. We turned around and started hearing twigs snapping and sounds like bushes being rustled. The sound of something moving through the bushes. Where the sounds were coming from were up a slight slope to our right as we were coming back down. It wasn't steep, but it was quite open. I still couldn't see very far up it because of the weak light that I had. Again, we yelled for our buddy to get out of the bushes and still no reply, just more rustling sounds. Then all of a sudden after we continued down the trail a gigantic boulder, not a rock, a boulder that easily weighed over 150 pounds, went hurling about 8 feet off the ground, maybe 10 feet out in front of us. This boulder wasn't not coming down at a sharp angle. There was a slight angle to it, but it was moving very fast. There's absolutely no way this thing could have tumbled down. There wasn't any cliffs, just a slight, I mean slight grade. The only way a human could have done this is one, they made a catapult, or two. A group of guys did it, but I don't know how they could throw it that hard and still be out of my light range. There is absolutely no way that a human could have done it. You'd have to be Bigfoot to have thrown a boulder that size, that speed, that height, at that distance. As soon as that boulder went flying, we stopped dead in our tracks, and I knew then that it was not my buddy, that it was not human. I quickly pointed my light up the little slope, but could not see anything except for trees and bushes. But we did hear a very loud rustling sound as if it was coming down the hill at full speed. That's when we took off faster than you could blink. As we got down to the road, we jumped into the car and started driving down the hill and there up ahead of us was my buddy and he, T, was scared out of his mind. What he encountered was a little different. He said that he went a little ways up ahead of us, maybe down a different path, off the main trail, but not far at all. That's probably why we didn't see him. But he said that he was sitting quietly still waiting for us, with no light, sitting in the pitch black. He never heard us, but what he did hear was the sound of wood on wood. The sound of taking a large piece of wood and hitting a tree. He said it was consistent. And he heard walking through the bush, but he never saw any lights. No light at all. The rustling through brush got closer to him, and that's when he decided it was time to leave that spot and go find us. And that's how that night went. I have lived in North Louisiana my whole life and grew up on a large cotton farm that my father owns. My mother is of Cherokee descent, so I was always raised to believe in things that most Americans think are imaginary. My sighting happened in the early 1990s. It was February and our hunting season had already ended a month before. So animals were back to not being hunted and less scared of people in cars. My friends and I were out riding around the farm trying to see some big buck or a deer that made it through the season to hunt next year. Well, it was starting to get dark, and we were headed back to town to hang out with friends. It's a 20-mile ride from my house, and we had just pulled out on the road. Maybe two miles or so, we saw something running out of a cotton field. I remember saying, what the hell are those? Two huge dog-like animals were running on all fours. 
but sometimes on two legs. Also, they both jumped the whole two-lane highway like nothing to it. When I say these things were running, I mean like probably 60 miles an hour. I remember saying, they kind of look like the hellhounds from the movie, Ghostbusters. My friends agreed with me as soon as I said that. These creatures had huge upper bodies, but their waist to their butt were kind of small, or maybe that's just the way it looked when they were running so fast. It was a very strange sight. Both of them had wolf-like heads with black fur, and when they did go up on two legs, they both were well over eight feet. I remember the woods on the other side of the field were like 400 yards away, and they made it to cover in seconds. We all were like WTF. We immediately turned around to go back to my house. When we got home, we ran into the house screaming at my mom. Guess what just happened? She was telling us to calm down and speak one at a time. Anyway, we told her what we saw and she kept saying some strange Cherokee name for these animals. I eventually stopped talking about it because people were making fun of us. I remember later asking my mom about the dog creatures and I wish I could remember how to say and spell the name she see called them. That's my story. The night was dark and cloudy, with only the faint light of the moon peeking through the thick canopy of trees. As I walked along the deserted road on my way home from the local market, I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched. I quickened my pace, my heart pounding in my chest. Just as I was about to break into a run, I heard a rustling in the trees above me. I looked up and gasped in shock as I saw a pair of glowing red eyes staring down at me. The creature that emerged from the shadows was unlike anything I had ever seen before. It was tall and lanky, with wings like a moth and a face that was a twisted mix of human and insect. I stood frozen in fear, unable to move as the creature advanced on me. It hissed and clicked its mandibles, its eyes burning with an otherworldly intelligence. Just when I thought it was going to attack, the being suddenly turned and flew off into the night. I was left shaken and confused, but also strangely exhilarated. I had just had a close encounter with the legendary Mothman, and I knew that my life would never be the same again. When I was younger, I took a trip to northern Manitoba. Back in the day, I was a huge fan of snowshoeing, and this was around Flin Flon. Of course, being alone in the wild for hours away from another soul isn't the smartest thing to do, especially when one doesn't have cell service. I'll always remember that day. The sky was gray, it was snowing, and it was cold. It's a time that I will never forget as it was one where I heard the cries of what wasn't that of a bear or a wolf. It was something that I can't describe, but what it did was send a shiver down my spine. The feeling of being watched from the trees by God only knows what. Of course, I made it out of there in one piece by the feeling of being under a microscope and hearing that cry that came across me like a bear crossed with that of a person screaming out, perhaps, calling out to what they believed to be one of their very own. But I will never forget that day. Fast forward to my very first encounter with the Days Land Devil. A lot has happened since the kid who had a love for Bigfoot and the world of the unexplained. It was a day like any other, and soon I was just attempting to clear myself from the stresses of work. I always tend to embrace nature no matter the time of day or the weather. I was alone for the most part, and while the world around me remained silent and was alone with my thoughts. Now, as I was walking and thinking to myself about life in general, then, from the corner of my eye, something stood out. The small space between the post office and the small apartment complex is that of three or so pine trees. There was no wind, and I noticed it was swaying ever so slightly, which I found to be quite odd. 
Perhaps it was my imagination or that of birds or another animal. What happened next is something that will forever remain with me until the day I die. What fell from the cover of the branches was that of a five-foot-tall being. I say it's because it wasn't that of a person. Its body, on the other hand, was very humanoid. And just as it realized that it had been spotted, its physical appearance began to slowly morph and change, like a chameleon attempting to blend into the wilderness. Its face was twisted and deformed in such a way that it will forever be ingrained in my mind as a cross between life and death. Before it could leave, I blurted out for it to stay. I didn't feel any fear of it, and it was still within my line of vision. The Daysland Devil tilted its head ever so slightly like that of a cat, attempting to make sense of what I was saying. There was something very odd about it. It looked as if something was moving about under its flesh, like that of a serpent, or perhaps its real form was hidden away under a shell of sorts. Before it left, it attempted to call out to be my mimicking my voice in a very distorted fashion, as if it had no idea what I had said to it and was just returning the gesture? There was much confusion over what I had seen, and then suddenly the sound of a truck drove by which sent the creature away. A sighting that brought about a chance encounter with the Daysland Devil. From that point forward, I knew that we weren't alone within the confines of this town. If it were possible for this being to exist upon the land as the town itself, then perhaps the other cryptids that have been witnessed by others also exist. I was more puzzled and confused over what had happened, but perhaps the stories were true. That's what brought me into the world of this cryptid. It's what made me want to go out boots on the ground and tell the stories of those who had witnessed it, those whose voices were silenced by this being and their accounts could be told. But in the meantime, I've been threatened with attempts with silence employing threats to silence those eyewitnesses and those in the government. But I will not stop no matter what. I'm going to continue to tell these stories as a means of educating the world and knowing that we are not alone. My father and I had just left the La Burbujar grocery store and were crossing 32nd to go toward my car when we heard what sounded like a baby crying out. We thought it was maybe one of the neighbor's babies, but then my father said Miramija and was pointing toward the house across the street. I looked and saw a thin black figure perched on the brick fence post and looking directly at us. This thing was dark, dark black. It actually looked like it was absorbing the light around it. It was very easy to make out the body, the wings, and the long pointed tail that it swished around much like a cat does when it is interested in something. The eyes were the most striking feature as they were glowing bright red and were locked directly on my father and me. I was frozen in fear and the only thing going through my mind was how to defend my elderly father if this thing decided to attack us. I could care less about myself but my father is 70 years old and not able to move or defend himself if he was attacked it. I could hear my father praying and asking La Virgin de Guadalupe for protection and to send this thing away. I managed to tell my father that we needed to get into the car as quickly as possible so we could be safe. I pressed the button to the remote and the horn chirped as the alarm was deactivated and the doors unlocked. At the sound of the horn chirping this thing opened its wings and stood up on the fence post and chirped back at us. It took off and hovered for a few seconds, its wings flapping and making a light whoosh sound. My father and I dove into the relative safety of the car as this thing flew away and was gone from our sight. This thing was maybe 3-4 feet tall and thin, but its wings were large and maybe 10 feet when spread apart. They looked a lot like bat wings, 
No feathers were visible as it was jet black. We drove straight home and my father told my mother and my sister about our encounter with this thing and what had happened. My mother said it was probably a bruja disguised as a lechuza and that we were lucky we were not attacked. Either way, she refused to let anyone out of the house for the rest of the night. I just read about the realtor that saw the werewolf in San Bernardino County, California. I saw a dogman in the North Verdamont area of Devore, California in 1998. I grew up there and I personally know others who have seen the same creature in the same general area. It's not a hoax. Anyone who lived in that area for a long time could tell you that they either experienced or heard stories of strange things roaming around the wilderness. At that time, it was still very rural and undeveloped. I had a conversation with a native man from the San Manuel Tribal Band of Mission Indians, Uhiaviatham Clan Amaram, Serrano Peoples. He told me that he believed it may have been a medicine man from his tribe and that we were lucky to have ever seen the creature, as many of their people have only ever heard stories and never seen one for themselves. I was 13 or 14 years old at the time. That night, my band had played a Battle of the Bands show at the Showcase Theater in Corona. When we came home from the show, I went to the side of the house near a shed to take a piss and smoke a cigarette butt that I had stacked. I looked out into the field and gazed upon the trees and familiar scenery that I have known my whole life. I know the landscape perfectly, but one thing was out of place, and at first, I couldn't tell what it was I was seeing. What I saw was what appeared at first to be a man walking, then running through the field on the side of my parents' house in the early a.m. hours. Maybe 1 or 2 a.m., this was extremely out of the ordinary, for the time and place. No one would ever be out there. Its movement didn't look normal. Its legs were funny. Then I noticed it had the head of a dog, like a coyote or a German shepherd. I was heading north towards the mountains with the strangest movements. I can't describe it. It just didn't look natural. Eventually, it was out of my view. I can't remember if I heard any sound from it running. It was far enough away that I don't recall how it sounded. I just can't forget how strange it looked while it was running. Or galloping. Not sure there's a word to describe its movement. Well, that's my story. Exactly how it happened. So I absolutely believe the realtor. I tucked this away and never told anybody before. We live in Southern California, east of Los Angeles, and this incident occurred in 1996. My wife and I were leaving home early this particular morning. It was still dark. As we were trying to get on the major highway near our home when we hit something coming out of a residential construction area, it ran extremely fast in front of the car. I had no time to stop, so I hit this thing. I came to a stop as soon as possible. I told my wife I was going to get out and take a look at what I hit. She begged me not to get out. I was sure that I had hit a dog. I stepped out, and as I rounded the car, the headlights of my car shone upon something that I'd never seen before. It was disturbing. I backed up a little bit and I realized what I hit wasn't a dog. I've owned and trained large dogs for most of my life, but nothing compared to the size of this thing. Nothing about it resembled what I would say was a domesticated canine. Everything about this was wild and bulky. It had what looked like a lion's mane. It had teeth that looked like it came out of a Hollywood horror movie. I can't even begin to describe the fright I had in seeing this thing. I backed up a bit more. I could see its teeth were unusually big and sharp and there was a pool of blood forming underneath its mouth. Its eyes were open, but yet it wasn't moving. I could still see the bright amber eye color. My wife stepped out of the car and asked what it was. I said, I don't know. We got in. I backed up and drove around it. 
I said if it's still there when we get back home, we'll take a closer look. Later that day, when we got back, it was gone. A dry pool of blood was the only evidence that remained. To this day, we kept quiet about the incident. So, 26 years later, I now felt compelled to come forward. Not because I feel guilty about the experience, but because I had another unexplained sighting. We live in the same home as we did when the previous incident occurred. One evening, I was a few blocks away from my house going through a house that I was getting ready to sell. I am a realtor and own a real estate business. When I was finished, I exited the front door of the house, walked to my car that was parked in the driveway, and got in. As I backed up into the street, I observed a large, upright beast cross behind me. I immediately stopped and looked out the passenger window. This creature was running on two legs in between the house and the neighbor's property. I sat in the car dumbfounded by what I had just witnessed. Then, I had a flashback to the incident in 1996. I quickly realized that this was either the same creature or something very similar. That was the last time I saw this creature. But now I realize that there is an unknown, upright, canine, like beast, living in the area. Thinking back to the latest encounter, I estimate that it easily stood 8 feet in height and it had a very human, like gait when it was running. I have read your posts about Dogman and Upright Canines, and I now believe that this is what I witnessed on both occasions. If I see it again, I will inform you. Hello, everyone. About two months ago, my wife's son and I moved to northern Alabama. We're in a rural area surrounded by many cattle and hearse fields. A couple times per week, right around 1.32 a.m., our two large dogs will go absolutely ballistic and bark growl at the front door, but nothing is outside. Our ring camera hasn't really caught anything. Recently, I've been having weird dreams, alien encounters, coyote invasions, etc. I don't say anything to my wife or son about these dreams, but every time I have them, my son tells us about his dreams. The night I had a dream that aliens were hovering around our house in a UFO trying to abduct us, he had a dream about aliens. The night I had a dream about coyotes being in the cattle field attacking our cats, he had a dream about coyotes too. There have been nothing said and done during the day related to aliens or coyotes. Anyone have any idea of any creatures in northern Alabama that would cause this? This happened around 2008-2009 and I am just now telling the story. I am 56 years old now. I have told two people about this. I was on Telegraph our day, heading south towards Toledo, Ohio. I had just picked up my brother in LaSalle, Michigan. He is two years younger than me. I was driving and he was in the passenger seat. We had just passed a horse farm and then there was a stretch of wooded area. Not thick woods, just quite a few trees. I was driving 50, 5 miles per hour. Then something to the right of me caught my eye. I looked over to see my brother with a stunned look on his face staring out at this thing also. There was this, this thing in the woods flying and keeping pace with us. My very first thought was it was a man with a jetpack flying. Then I realized it had wings. This thing was probably 7-8 feet long and had huge wings. It was black in color. It was almost racing us, it seemed. It then turned its head and looked at us. Big red eyes. My brother and looked at each other. We didn't say anything for a few seconds. One of us said, did you see that? And we both said, WTF, was that? We looked back over and it was gone. I slowed down a bit and we kept looking but didn't see it. Just today, I texted my brother and asked if he remembered this. He said yes. It haunts him and he doesn't tell anyone because they would call him crazy. That's how I feel. 
I've tried not thinking about it, telling myself it was a turkey vulture. It definitely was not. And other things, if my brother would have said no, I wouldn't be writing this. I'm well respected in my community. I am an ordinance officer and my daughter is a sheriff's deputy. Thank you for letting me tell my story finally. It is quite a relief. As the sun began to set, a little girl named Sarah crept out of her bedroom window and into the cool evening air. She had always been fascinated by the stars and longed to see them up close. As she tiptoed through the backyard, Sarah's heart pounded with excitement. She had never snuck out at night before, and the thrill of adventure made her feel alive. As she reached the edge of the yard, she heard a rustling in the bushes. She froze, fear gripping her chest. But then, a friendly voice spoke up. Don't be afraid, little one. I'm Mothman and I'm here to help you see the stars. Sarah slowly turned to see a tall, dark creature with glowing red eyes and wings like a moth's. She was both scared and curious. What are you? She asked. I'm Mothman. Like I said, I've been watching you for a while and I can see how much you love the stars. I want to help you see them up close, the creature replied. Sarah was hesitant, but the Mothman's kind eyes and gentle voice convinced her to trust him he lifted her up with his strong arms and flew her high into the sky. As they soared above the city, Sarah's breath was taken away by the beauty of the stars. They twinkled and sparkled like diamonds, and she felt like she was floating on a cloud. The Mothman showed her constellations and explained the stories behind them. Sarah was entranced, and she couldn't believe the magical experience she was having. When it was time to go back home, the Mothman gently placed Sarah back on the ground. She thanked him profusely and he smiled. You're welcome, little one. I'm glad I could help you see the stars. And remember, no matter where you are, the stars will always be there to guide you, he said before disappearing into the night. Sarah went back to her bedroom with a newfound appreciation for the beauty of the stars, and she knew she would never forget the magical encounter with the friendly.